Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of Maine Education Matters, the podcast where we look at all of the tomfoolery and chicanery coming out of the uh, Education and Cultural Affairs Committee and the Maine Legislature and the Maine Department of Education. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. How does today How find you, Courtney? Back. Say that again? How does today find you? Today finds me all right, a little tired, a little... A little, little questioning <laughs> yeah. life choices. I don't know. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like, is this is this really like? How might I make myself more happy, but not have to do nearly as much work? I mean, that's a question. That's a question. Yeah, there's lots of big questions in my head. Although I will say, so I some of you know, I'm part of the education leadership experience this year with the program of uh, through Educate Maine and uh, Maine Principals Association in Unum. Yesterday was our legislative, our mock legislation day. Ooh. It was so much fun. And I got to be a Senate chair of the mock education committee, Incredible. which was a lot of fun. Um, and... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I got to meet a couple of the, um, I got to uh, meet Representative Stearns and Representative McRae in person. And that was oh, absolutely lovely. And we all kind of commented to one another that, you know, like, like we had to take our masks off, right? To be like, it's me, it's Courtney Belowin. You see me all the time. But everyone looks different. You just look different than you do on Zoom. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Uh- I don't know. There's something about like, there's like a third dimension. Yes. That actually means something. Yes. Oh, that's, to- that's exactly what it was. I was like, right. 3D. Yeah. Little different than what you look like 2D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that was a blast getting to learn more about um, his at this point in my life, I am pretty darn familiar with how things work in committee, but not necessarily what happens once they leave committee and what all it, it was. It was a ton. It was a ton of fun. It was a blast. That was when I did the ELA a couple of years ago. That was one of my favorite days. It was, yeah. it was going through that because it was super fun. And uh, did you get to go into the legislative bill, uh, room and do the voting and all that kind of stuff? No, because we, we had to be in the Civic Center because COVID. of COVID. Oh. Um, oh. But... Yeah, so we did not actually get to see the real setup and the buttons and everything, but we did talk through the process and um, uh, the house clerk was there to uh, (laughs) run us through it all. And I mean, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So for those Um, of you who don't know what we're talking about, if you want to know more about this, uh, look up the education leaders experience through Educate Maine, Maine Principals Association, UNAM. Uh, it's a fantastic program. One of the best yes. professional learning experiences I had in the last 10 plus years or so. It was phenomenal. Learned a lot about Maine, a lot about what's going on in Maine, things that you have no idea that are going on right right in your back corner, yeah. back, in your backyard, and yeah. ways in which to connect schools to communities, to industry partners, et cetera. It's a, it was fantastic. And this yeah. is not an ad. This is just me saying I was appreciative of the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, not an ad, but uh, but do check it out because they will be opening applications for next year's class soon. This is about the time of year where that happens. Yeah. And speaking um, of ads, and- if you wanted to sponsor our podcast, we'd be happily hey. we'd, we'd happily uh, take that on. We'll we'll yeah. 
anyone out there, uh, you know, Deep that. River Spicy Dill Pickle Chips, we're your big fan. <laughs> Happy to do that. Still waiting on that call. So anyway, we're not here to talk about all of that jazz. We're here to talk about the jazz that happens in the Ed Committee. So this past week. Um, a lot of scatting this last week. <laughs> was, you know what? I was about to say maybe it was a little more like smooth jazz. And then I was like, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Tuesday was kind of I did realize, experimental I did realize, jazz. I did realize as I said that there's a dual meaning to what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so take oh, whichever God. one you want, folks. Whichever one. Go watch the recordings and then go which one feels right to you. Yeah. But definitely not, not a smooth jazz <laughs> week. <laughs> no, it was not. So we had two, there was two days of public hearings. What they seem yes. to be doing this year right now, at least right this point, is they're having a week of public hearings followed by mm-hmm. a week of work sessions and a week yeah. of public hearings, week of work sessions. And that's where we're at still right now. This week, this following week, February 8th, 2022, February 9th, 2022, uh, were all public hearings. Yes. Uh, so that's what we're going to cover. And we're also going to cover one in a little bit that was trying to slide by us. But luckily... We have little little birdies out there to give us little yeah. tweet tweets here and there about like, hey, pay attention to this one. So we'll get to that. That's yeah, a little. We'll get to that one. That's a, it's an interesting one. But all right. So Tuesday, February 8th, 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 8th. <laughs> <laughs> in this corner, we have the Ed Committee. In the other corner, we have the public testifying Anyway, all right. So we started off. <laughs> we started Two off. Testimonies with enter. One testimony leaves. <laughs> we, we started off just fine with um, LD one seventy six, an act to facilitate a grade nine to sixteen school project. Super interesting. Very specific to one district. Um, right. Although potentially could be a model for future innovation in the state. Yes, this uh, I, I'm not going to speak too much on this one because this has direct uh, connection to a district that I actually do work with outside of this podcast. Uh, so I don't mm-hmm. want to have any kind of conflict of interest. I don't want to have any kind of seemingly uh, influence or say anything one way or the other. So I'm going to kind of keep my uh, things short for this. But it is literally just about creating a um, bringing back the CSD, the community school district framework, more or less to um, allow um, a innovative school project to happen. Yeah. Can you, I mean, you can talk, you can summarize the project. Oh, sure. You, yeah. Why don't you do that? I mean, sure. so you don't tw- have to give your opinion on the bill, but summarize sure. what the project is. So, so in 2017, uh, the DOE and school construction, they put out this whole application process to be part of this thing called a regional comprehensive high school project. And it wasn't just a high school. It was actually going to be a grade nine to grade 16 project. So this, this school would integrate traditional high school, career technical education, industry partnerships, and higher education all in one building. And there was a whole application process, a number of different uh, districts uh, applied for it. Three were chosen as the top three. Uh, the first two um, been working the last couple of years up to the Fort Kent area and up to Holden, um, but they actually ran into some real problems in terms of um, governance and in terms of site and in terms of these other things that kind of get in the way yeah. uh, of, of building a project and doing, because one of the things that you have to do here is you got to close high schools. 
right. multiple districts have to come together to agree to close their high schools and to build this one particular school. Yeah, which it's complicated. If you get back to those eras of consolidation, that's always that always get kind of kind of messy. Um, so there were a lot of different challenges that happened. Both of those first two projects uh, didn't go; they've they collapsed. And so this is the third of the three that's going forward, and it involves uh, three districts, possibly four at this point, um, in the central main wow. area. Uh, the MS-80-41, S-84, MS-80-41, MS-80-46, and RSU-64 is the last one who might be joining. Uh, and what it's going to do is the, the program here is designed as a, as a truly comprehensive high school that is going to completely, as it's designed right now, would eliminate or not have a traditional like high school pathway. You know, like you have English for four years and math for three years and social yeah. studies and science. Instead, the curriculum will be based on what are called career-oriented clusters. So okay. looking, looking at uh, emerging market data, we would build the curriculum exploratory pathways based on those. And then looking at the standards for both CTE and the academics, bleed those in, integrate those into like marketing or um, and just some kind of engineering or data analysis or virology or something like that. I don't know. Uh, whatever those, those emerging markets would be. So that's where it would be a bit more intentional, authentic curriculum driving um, to help them. So students who have an exploratory option, then they would be able to focus on the 12 side, and then they could go for further um, at the post-secondary side in terms of both either college, uh, four-year college, two-year college, and also apprenticeship, internship, and sort of industry certifications. And it's all this done in one school in an area where there aren't real post-secondary options that are easily accessible. Right, right, right. Yes. And and some of the testimony were, were even talking about like uh, childcare and all of that, that uh, just, yeah, the uh, supporting the economic, economy. <laughs> the economy of it all. The economy, um, in general, was an integral piece to this project. But when you when you stop to think about it, it's true. Okay, so at this comprehensive school, you'll have people in early childhood educations, which means there will be childcare. Um, so then that enables people to go to the um, right. you know participate in the programs. Like yeah, it's just it's just amazing. It's it's a really it's a really cool design. It's based off of some there. There's lots of different comprehensive school models. There's of course, there's a comprehensive school model that we have in Maine. Right. Um, there are a bunch of different schools that have that. Um, this one takes a bit of a different look and is more of a model looking at places like in Massachusetts. Um, clearly, I'm involved in this, so I have a lot to say. I have, I have a lot of knowledge on this stuff. Uh, but um, I, I, it, so this, that's what this, what this bill would do, given that some of the other projects had troubles with things like getting governance going and getting things yes. a governance site. This would be one of those bills that would allow um, a this particular uh, district or this particular project to go with this um, with this framework for uh, districting. Yeah. And whether or not it gets expanded to other districts or others later on is really yet to be determined. Yeah, yet to be determined. So you know, a lot of the questions that came from the Ed Committee were about that. Um, right about kind of the governance and uh, what 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 guardrails are in place to prevent this project from going off the rails like the previous project did. 
Um, and most of the testimony was positive. Um, there were just questions about kind of how does this one interface with that other bill that's about um, um, AOS reorganization. Right. Or RSU right. or reorganization. Re 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 I'm sorry. Yes. RSU reorganization. Yeah. Which legitimate question. That's a question that came up in the circles that I talk to regularly about legislation too. Not in a like, you know, WTF kind of way, but more, more in a like, well, how, huh? how does that work? Like, how does it's that work? Like, are they doing the same thing? Is it redundant? Can they be combined? Kind of like the good good questioning that our legislators should be doing. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing the work session because I know that a lot of those questions are being um, brought back and so going right. to be, be followed. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, this is right. also, was also a weird one too, just be, just be frank, because the, the language for the bill wasn't really made available. I don't even know if, I don't even know if it's oh. up there now yet. It, uh, yeah. Good question. If it is no, yeah, it was not available until like it's, that day. It's that still, day. it's still not in the, um, in the it's still showing up as a, uh, concept draft. draft. It's still showing up there. So I, I know like the MPA, they came out like we I, like the idea of this is great, but we don't have legislation. Uh, Educate yes. Maine wrote a great piece of testimony in favor of it. Basically the same thing. Like the idea, we, we've seen it. We like the idea, but we're still kind of we like we support this idea. But where's the legislation? Where's the language? Where's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's so that is a challenge for it. That is a challenge. Concept bills are a challenge. And so something I, I don't know if we've talked about this, about concept bills in general, but um, sometimes a concept bill is put in, especially in the first session, the chairs right. will put in concept bills just as like a placeholder. They don't necessarily have something and they often have really great titles like make Maine education the best it can ever be. An act you know? to improve Maine education. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, we're all like, well, okay. But yes. What is <laughs> yes, maybe. Right like, on. What? Let's do it. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what is this? Yeah. And so sometimes nothing ever comes of it. Sometimes right. other things kind of get shoehorned in. Like if more, I don't want to use the word emergency, but if something, if a more pressing issue comes up that really needs legislation, sometimes they'll just use that, right? They're like, well, we already have this one ready to go. It's a contract draft. So we can just kind of smush whatever in. Right. Um, and sometimes it's legitimately a good idea that just for whatever reason, the sponsors are taking a long time getting the language in. Uh, so that was the case with this one. But anyway, moving on, we had a bunch of resolves. Bunch of resolves. Where, were there a bunch of whereases? There, uh, there were some whereases. There, were <laughs> there, 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 there were. And, and, and emergency preambles. Awesome. We have preambles and whereases. So uh, for that situation, I was very excited about hearing these. And then they've got into the testimony and, well, things went from there. Yeah, this is where it, jazz, impro the improv experimental jazz and improvisational jazz kind of went, went a little nuts. But the first one was okay. It first sounds, one this one actually made me, I have to pull up my notes exactly what this one was about. So it's um, LD 1931, resolve regarding legislative re review of portions of chapter 40, rule for medication administration in Maine schools, a major substantive rule of the Department of Education. Oh, these titles. 
So basically, they're just changing something in the rules, like statute changed and then rules had to change because statute dictates rules. And ideally, sometimes not always, but usually that's how it's supposed to go. Anyway, um, this was about sunscreen and one other. Oh, oh, not well, I was about to say one other small thing, not so small. Um, But is it Narcan? Narcan. Yes. So sunscreen, not so crazy. <laughs> like, I remember that one coming up a couple of years ago, and when, when I remember Matt, Matt it was when Matt and I were like sunscreen. We who knew this was going to be a problem? Who knew this yeah. was going to be one of those like areas we got to talk about? But we do, we do, we do. Oh, I remember, I remember my my own son, like who needs to be, you know, I'm a redhead, very fair skin. He is too. He needs to be dipped in sunscreen in the summer. <laughs> Hold it by the ankles and just yeah. like yeah, submerge just in a vat of, of bring him out of copper tone. Yeah, you know, like he needed some help as a kid. And education matters is sponsored by Copper Tone. <laughs> yeah. So like it's a thing, it happens, needs to be clarified. And um, you know, and then just the rules about uh the um the I mean, what are the, what do you how do you describe it? Is it it's like it's not an overdose prevention drug, but it's an it's an an emergency overdose. It's more of like a reaction to to yeah. the overdose. So it it you know I was just rewatching The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage okay. from like you know I don't know why I I love that film I love that movie so much I hadn't seen it for years and I was flipping through Amazon Prime and there it is. Well, part of that movie, uh, Nicolas Cage gets his atropine. Uh, needles where he has to, if he gets exposed to these chemical weapons, you got to jab it into his heart and react to that to help his his body. I don't know how what the science of that is. I don't know if it's accurate, but whatever. That's how I think about it, like the Narcanus. And I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything about this stuff. But it's like yeah. if you an overdose. This stuff will help stabilize. Yeah. So important to have in schools, and like all of the all of the legislation around this already happened, so there was not any right no debate this is just you know all right the rules are in place so that one non-eventual and this set the tone because hey yeah. saying, this is already in this is of us already in statute we just got to do this and the rest of the testimony the rest of the resolves went through flying without any <laughs> well <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so the next one got a little interesting yeah, LD 1932 resolve regarding legislative review of portions 132, the learning results, the, the parameters, essential instruction, a major substantive rule, um, updating. This was updating just like what the, uh, the uh, some of the foreign language, foreign health, language, health, PE, and visual and performing arts. Thank you. Yeah. So process already done. This is just the time when the Ed Committee puts the stamp on it uh, because 99% of the time for the standards revisions, they they support the work of the students because the DOE has a process for that. Um, we had a uh, testifier who has, this is not the testifier's first go no, at it's not. go here. Um, who clearly is misinformed about process and did not understand. And, and to her credit, I can't unless wait to hear this. you knew, 
that these were about foreign language, about the specific, you would not know that just from what's on the website. That's right? one of the problems with these yes. is, and we, and we discussed this in one of our last episodes, which is, you know, when it says this, what, what so all the bills come out with their title, they have the, all the whatever it has in there, and that has a summary. Yeah. When the summary is the exact same thing as the title. <laughs> it's frustrating. <laughs> that's real. It's like trying to define a word while using the word. Yes. You can't, that, that, that's that, not helpful. No. Yeah. So you really need to be in the know about all of these, frankly, all of the resolves right. on the table here today. Um, and so this, so the testimony was in the know is what I'm hearing. <laughs> No, the testimony no. was not in the know. It was not in the know. Not in the know. It was testimony about completely unrelated things. And it got a little um got a little off the rails. And uh the Senator Rafferty, the chair, handled it well. Agreed. Um handled it very well. But yeah, so this happens sometimes, folks. Public hearings, the public can speak. So uh, yeah. So anyway, so that one. Yeah. Uh, ought to pass. Oh, all of them so far have been ought to pass, I believe. Did they vote on them? Oh, I'm sorry. No, these are public hearings. Public hearings. Yeah. Scratch that. Some say hey, sometimes they just go right into work session. That's and true. I don't, you know, and, and sometimes I'm listening and sometimes it's on and my brain is thinking about other things because I just can't listen to someone testifying anymore. Um, I, <laughs> yes. I, I just, listen on either one and a half or times two speed if I'm not actually live. So sometimes things just go fast. Anyway, the next one, um, this is where perhaps it wasn't quite experimental jazz, but it was certainly improvisational jazz with lots of people having lots of things to say. A lot of um, things to say on this one. About, so the next resolve, LD 1933, resolve regarding legislative review of portions of chapter 115, the credentialing of education personnel, a major substantive rule of the Department of Education, State Board of Education. This was about um, re, I don't want to say redesigning, refining, perhaps, shall we say, the uh, the rules around how you get to be a sort of, how you get teacher certification in the state of Maine. We talked a little bit about this last week, about the need for it. Yeah. And if you really want to get a, a good a, a good detail of what was being presented here, uh, the testimony by the DOE presented by Dan Chuda, Deputy Commissioner of the MDOE, uh, is really well written and it's yes. really well, it was really well done. It's very clear. It's very comprehensive. It does not answer all the questions though. No. For certain. No. And, and in particular, the one question that really seemed to be the question of the day had to do with how the proposed changes eliminate grades seven and eight from the general elementary teacher certification, which is problematic for a lot of people. Right. So it's, it's, it becomes a K to six. Yes. And then a seven to 12. Correct. And seven to 12 was subject specific. They did add in, and I don't know who the they is, to be honest. I know that this was a long two-year process, very skillfully facilitated by uh, Deputy Commissioner Chuda. Um, but and there was a large, not a large, but there was a, a, a task, like a, a, a group of educators from around the state. And so right. I know that the educators from around this that were in that group did not remove seven and eight. So I don't know when in the process that happened. 
Right. But it seemed to be a surprise, it, it, at least not a surprise. It seemed to be um, something a lot of people didn't like. So yeah, people th- that that was a real hang up for so many people yes. in yeah. this. Um, and I see, I totally see both sides of it. I can see mm-hmm. from the K to six side, because generally speaking, when you're looking at elementary schools and mostly they're uh, multidisciplinary teachers, yep. are, you know, we get si- some sixth grade can most, most middle school start in sixth grade. And a lot of times those are siloed, mm-hmm. right. They become disciplinary, but there are some uh, primary schools that don't mm-hmm. do that. That they just, they just, they still stay all together. Yeah. But, but more or teachers I, teach more than one subject. Right. Or, but, but more than not, when you get to seven and eight, those, those teachers more, more or less are siloed. And I they would are say more, it's actually pretty split around the state. You think so? I do. Yeah. It's pretty split. It's pretty split. What happens there around the state or if they're siloed, they're teaching more than one subject. Like it still might be siloed, but the teacher themselves teaches more than one subject. You so, see what I'm saying? Which, well, as far as which, which, as far as future certification goes, under the new rules, is a problem. So a you te- would. So a teacher might be teaching both math and science. Correct. Yeah, because of course those two go hand in hand, not like science and social studies. Right. Well, I mean, hey, it depends that. on the, the configuration of the school. I know some math social studies teachers. Ah, oh, um, that makes me that that yeah. puts me in a cloud nine right there. Yeah. So like so it isn't necessarily about the about inter interdis, okay. interdisciplinary model, which it could be. It's also very much about just the fact that a lot of times in middle levels, teachers teach more than one subject. So under the new rules, they would have to hold multiple certifications. Mm-hmm. either right. a 5-8 middle level endorsement, which is a little different than certification, but that's still subject specific or a 7-12 subject specific. So your, your teacher, your, a new, t- and anyone who already has certification would be grandfathered. So it doesn't matter if you're already, if you're already in, you're fine. It's, it's new teachers, new certifications, but that's right. still problematic given how how much of an issue getting teachers is. We have a teacher lack, lack of teacher prices. Uh, so. We do that. That is, we absolutely do. So, so that, that seemed to be the, the major hang up and the major challenge of this. There weren't yeah. other, there weren't really other, really wasn't any other conversation about anything else. It was this middle level grade level yeah. of, of how to define them. Do you right. define you know, because even if it's, even if it's, if, 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 <laughs> those damn middle schoolers, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. if it's an even split across the state, let's say, you know, well, so then you're, you're potentially having some people who are, you know, trained as elementary level teachers going in and teaching seventh grade science. I'm not saying that happens. I'm saying that's possible. Also someone who's like sure. more like, Nope, I'm a seventh grade, eighth grade science teacher. Now I got to go do first grade ELA and integrate everything together. Like that, that's the freaks people out. Like, I, and I and I know that there are possibilities where districts can move people around. Oh, for that sure. Way and yeah. So I don't know. There's 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 a lot to think about with this one. There, there is. But but it was fascinating. It was another another discussion. 
another a smaller discussion thread was around the special education certification, which they oh, made. Yes. They made. Uh, did they make it pre K through twelve? Just a straightforward. That's what I th- I think so. That's why yeah I think that's what they did too. And it was very mixed. There were people yay that, and then there were people who weren't so yay that. Um, so right. I think. I think that's another one where it's like, yep, yeah, there's multiple sides to this. Um, so, so it'll be interesting. So the work session will be interesting. Lots of people kept saying, you know, and I will be available for the work session. So I think. <laughs> yes, uh, special education grade levels changed to pre-K to grade 12 in alignment yeah. with Part B of IDEA, um, more specific course requirements, uh, some stuff about conditional certifications, adding an additional pathway. And a couple yeah. of little, little, little content-based changes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. I do like, too, by the way, that with the teachers, they did change uh, social studies to be to include social sciences. Yes. Which could expand things like to psychology and sociology. Yes. That's That was a cool one. I liked Yeah. I noticed philosophy wasn't in there. Well, I mean. I know. I know. I... I'm, I know you've heard me talk about it on my other podcast, but my I have a deck of cards that's all about logic fallacies and bias problems. And then I've got posters that do the same thing. And yeah. I just want to hand them out to people to just be like, this is this was your fallacy. <laughs> right. This is where in this is where in your string of logic, this is where you failed. This is where you deviated from actual logic and reason. Amazing. But we have to remember, one thing I do have to remind myself constantly is that we work in the world of education and we swear ourselves and logic and reason and uh, don't, don't go. Wow. They don't fly. Can't have, can't have that. Sometimes. When? Oh gosh, I'm moving on. Give give me five times. (laughs) Five times. Five times logic. Five times logic and reason. I can't. There we go. I Moving to, on. To I have life. to think on it. <laughs> Which proves the point. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm just big. Hey, hit us up in the comments. Hit us up on the tweet. If you know those, those moments where logic and reason actually worked out in education. Love to know. No. Hey, so many of us have been for so many years like, hey, this is what the science says. This is what the research. You know, there's things around duties. There's things around duties and duty assignments where logic prevailed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Logic and duty always go well together. (laughs) That's the second time that during this during this podcast where. A multifaceted use of a word could be lo- looked at in a different way. So there you go. If you're keeping track, folks. LD 1935. <laughs> Resolve regarding legislative review, blah, blah, blah. Major capital school construction projects. No, I, no, I, don't, I don't know about this. I, I listened to it, but whatever. It's rules about building and no one seemed terribly upset by it. I don't remember. I don't think. Yeah. Air quality, ventilation. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, surprisingly, the D uh, from from um, what's it? Scott Brown, the, the director of school facilities and transportation, from his testimony, quote: "The DOE strongly supports improving air quality in Maine schools." <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is some considerations you wanted to look at, but he's like, "Hey, we strongly support air quality." Which, hey, I support air quality. <laughs> 
So that was the end of the eighth. Yeah. And then we have the ninth, which started off really cool. Yeah. So the, oh, it was so cool. I thought, okay, so the first bill is LD 1632 and asked to update the laws regarding the main educational center for the deaf and hard of hearing and the Governor Baxter School for the Deaf. And they had a sign language, American Sign Language Interpreter. And so when I first was watching, I was like, oh, they're doing this now? This is amazing. That's what I thought. <laughs> Exactly. Same. Like, oh, yes, they're doing this. Fantastic. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're coming to signs of the time and they're, they're, they're making it accessible for everybody. The testimony. This is awesome. So cool. But it was just for the bill. Yeah, there was a bill that had to do with, uh, you know, for the main educational center for the deaf and hard of hearing and the governor back school for the deaf. And so for that bill and for that bill alone, they brought in a ASL interpreter. Yeah, which was great. It was amazing while it was there. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, so like, I think I actually, I think I, I texted you like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah, like, yeah you did. <laughs> then it was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm happy, but not. Uh, yeah. Disappointed. Um, this was about, um, again, one of those bills where it's kind of like we're catching stuff up with practice. Um, a little bit of that, but it, it had to do with um, the satellite locations of the school and uh, busing, how, how kids get there. It, it, it's kind of like a, it, it's like, it was like a, now that we're operating satellites, we've got to lay out the logistics in law so right. that we're consistent, which was the gist of it. Yep. Just amending. Yeah. Many things to be in line with everything. Yep. No questions. I don't believe. I don't think, I think this one was like, yep, good. Yeah, it was great. Lots of testimony. A lot of testimony. A lot of testimony. I, I, I wonder, <laughs> right, I mean, going? this is, there's been a few bills like this where it's like, I don't know that the, the level of the passion of people's testimony. Sure matched the intensity of the bill right like uh-huh yeah and yeah 100 i think i'm just starting to notice that more because i'm so much more involved in all of this and i understand why you know run-of-the-mill public who doesn't pay attention or interact with with legislative committees and things would um would understand that that you know this is in one of those categories of bills that we've i've, I've been looking at for several years and i've been like this is one where people circle the wagons and you're going to get a lot of testimony. Anything yeah. to do with any of the charter schools, anything yes. to do with anything like that. Like if there's a, if there's a bill that both the main OSHA Academy or uh, the, the, the Baxter Science Academy, wherever it is, uh, or any of those, uh, those charter schools, you're going to get a ton of testimony from people who are in that school and saying how great it is. Yeah. It's just an inevitability. And people come around and say, this is how, how great all of this, um, these schools are, and that's just yeah. that's one of the natures of one of those of the that thing. That immunization brings out everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, I, so one of the interesting things that came up yesterday at the mock legislation day was talking about testimony and some of the other ELE participants. I know this was their first real interaction with all, and that some of them were like how can you all possibly read like some of this is like some of these testimony are like six pages long 
And I'm sitting there, I'm like, y'all, like, you know, this isn't the place for a tome. This is a place for make your point quickly, succinctly, clearly. Um, But. Right. But we can't all go through a class. We can't all go through like public advocacy 101, can we? So. No. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't want to write war and peace. For you. Keep it, keep it to a page. Yeah. If you can keep it, if you, you know, front one page front single space, that's great. If you have to go on the second page, try not to go more than half a page because beyond right. that, they're not going to read it. Yeah. The analyst will, but just your major points yes. are going to be pulled out anyway. So right. just <laughs> right. give your major points. All right. Anyway, I've noticed that over the past year or so that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Next one, LD1777, 1777, an act to amend the laws regarding education service centers presented by Representative John Martin of Eagle Lake. Yeah. So this one was about how you get out of a service center. But then interestingly, the test, some people in the testimony talked about how like, well, I think the gist was like, if you had a healthy relationship, you would be able to figure out how to get out. And then I'm like, well, what if you don't have a healthy relationship? What if it was this thing like we like this law was put into place and no one wanted to do it, so our hands were forced to put us into this, and that, that we didn't want to do it, but we did it anyway. And now we're looking at this thing and being like, "Why are we doing this?" And oh, it's all shady to begin with, so let's just get out of this. Nope, yeah. you can't get out of this. And this, like, hey, we're getting out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like Sean Connery in The Rock. I was in I was on Alcatraz 50 years ago, <laughs> and I'm gonna find my way out. Bring me back in. <laughs> So this one might have an interesting work session, I think. Like we know the chapter 115 one will have an interesting work session. This one might be an interesting work session. I think it will. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, th- th- there's, this is one of those I can see where there's going to be a lot of fact and there's going to be a lot of legalese mixed with emotion. Yes. Yes. Dangerous. And so it's, <laughs> so that whole, that whole thing, like your cards of logic and reason uh, yeah, I'm going to have them out. <laughs> when are they going to blend? When's the emotion going to come in and move the needle? And, and, and then right. there's a logic to bring it back. That's going to be a, a fun little dance to watch. Keep your ethos out of your pothos or pathos. <laughs> I, I, I think we're done. I think, I think, I think we're <laughs> done. The title? The title. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have something else to talk about that was part of the craziness this week, but we'll, we'll do it at the end. All um, right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. LD 1789, an act to modernize funding of publicly funded tuition students attending career and technical education programs. Um, Did you follow? I didn't follow this one that well. Did you follow this one? So here's the thing with this one. One, congratulations on the emergency preamble. Two, four whereases. Big fan. Um, so the summary for this one is under current law, a school that receives publicly funded tuition students who are enrolled in regular school day career and technical education programs at CTE centers, uh, et cetera, uh, charge a tuition rate of only up to two thirds of the maximum tuition rate. The bill removes this limitation on schools approved for tuition purposes. The bill then directs each school approved for tuition purposes to enter into an agreement for the purpose of determining the school's per pupil contribution toward the cost of the career and technical education center or region serving the school. 
So I hope that cleared it up because that's all that I know. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's saying, hey, two thirds isn't necessarily always the right quote unquote price. Let individual schools negotiate that with their and it isn't all schools. It's, it's not just all schools. 60, 40 schools. Let it's those the academies. Schools, let the academies negotiate that with their regional CTA. It's, it's, that, it's, is that what yes. it's saying? It's something, it's something to do with the way that the funding structure with the academies. And you can see through some of the questions that were asked, like this bill has come up a couple of times. Yeah. And I think Brennan even mentioned in the testimony, like we've done this. We've yeah. been down this road. Um, and... It's one of those bills that is complicated, but I think it's 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 definitely aimed at one particular sect or one particular part yeah. of yeah. the main education community. And part of the questions they're gonna be have are great. How does that impact if we change this the rest of the education community? Yeah. So you know, there's there's or is it a situation where it is so grossly unfair that it should be fixed? Like I don't I don't really know enough. So do I. Uh, I'll be listening at the work session. Plus, as I've, as I've made very well clear, very, and anything to do with budget or fun, financing. Yeah, I'm, you're like, I'm, uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> just like, nope, I'm walking up. Just, just nothing. I can't. I have a severe mental block, which is why I want to go to LD 1924, which is perhaps this. It's the best named bill. Greatest title. Yeah. For Again, the title we talked about earlier, those concept drafts, an act to, you know, improve education for all students because it's the right thing to do and <laughs> doggone it we like it you know <laughs> this one is ld 1924 an act to expand access to justice in rural maine through legal education it's and, like it's establishing the justice league for education in rural maine like it, yeah it is because <laughs> hey who's who's opposed to justice and apparently up until now rural maine has been no, what, I think they just need superheroes. I think they that's what it, they want. Um, what's his name? T Tony Stark. Don't go. I know. Whatever. I want. They want Tony Stark and all of the Avengers or whatever to like set up base up there. That's what this is about. So now you're mixing the DC and the Marvel universe. <laughs> and I don't know if I can. I don't know if my brain can handle that. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's right. I know. I, I whatever. Uh, Marvel's better. Um. Anyway, it, I don't, we're going to get tweeted about that one. Um. This was really just about. No, it's okay. That, that was me. I just said Marvel is better than DC and people are not going to be very, dis, very upset at me for that. I'm sure because people like they, they, they hunker down. And they defend their beliefs on this. Well, this, Matt said it, not me. So there we go. Yes, I did say it. Although I will say that in the chat, Courtney did text me to say like, please say this. And I said, all right, fine. I will. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is about setting up like a little legal clinic in, in rural Maine for yeah. it's a do it. Absolutely. Sounds it's about like make, making, making, uh, being, becoming a lawyer easier for people in rural Maine so they can stay in rural Maine. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, so I have an, it's the best. I have an older sister who's a lawyer. She was a lawyer in Colorado for a while and she's now living back in New York where we all grew up. And she's actually coming up to Maine to spend the summer with me because she wants to not be in New York for the summer. And she is um, going out on her own again as a lawyer so she can do that kind of thing. 
Um, and I was texting her as I was listening to the testimony. I was like, dude, you can just come live in Maine and be a lawyer and be fine. Like, do whatever you want. Do it. Like, we need lawyers. Just come live in Maine. Be, be a lawyer. And then, you know what? While you're being a lawyer, teach lawyering. Teach lawyering. Yeah. Because we need those, too. We need so, that, too. We, yeah. we, we, we need everything. Yeah. We need, we need a lot of everything. But that, that wrapped up the week. Yeah. So a couple other things. So if you noticed, this is like, it, it was like, you know how like sometimes kids shows have like surprise things that you can find yeah. while you're watching. Little Easter eggs. Yeah. Well, if you saw the cockatoo, you get 10 points. <laughs> so, so what was the cockatoo in this week's? Uh, there was in someone's testimony. I believe it was on the 8th. It was the 8th because the 8th was a crazy day. Yeah. Um, uh, a woman was testifying. Fantastic. Very articulate. Well, lovely testimony. But her pet cockatoo was hanging out on the back of her chair. It was awesome. <laughs> and I remember seeing it. I think it made a face because later on someone was talking to me about it. And they were like, I totally laughed when you noticed the cockatoo. <laughs> So I must have been on the screen. I did testify on, on Tuesday for a couple of bills. So it's one um, of the things that you really do. You just hope to see if, if <laughs> it is a great little Easter egg. So if you want to go back and find it, it's on the eighth, but it's, if, if you're, if you're nuts like us who watch and listen to this stuff, those little moments matter a lot they really because do. they're just like, okay, there it is. <laughs> or it's those moments when, you know, something technological happens. You're like, this shouldn't be the case, but now we're watching something and like, what are we seeing right now? <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? This is amazing. I love all every second of this because it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> um, and then the other thing was, so I, I actually compiled a list of possible titles for this episode. And one of the titles was, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Because... <laughs> <laughs> it was a refrain of of the clerk and in the um in the chat asking to people who weren't panelists who you get moved up to a panelist and zoomed to that will the real so and so please raise their hand like over and over and over again because I mean it's zoom people share computers and so the names aren't always correct and I guess oh, there were horse. multiple names um and it was just killing me it was killing me how often it was happening that. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> I never see that side because I don't do that. I don't. I don't provide the testimony usually. So. Oh I, yeah, you would only you would only know if you were providing testimony. Yeah, that's right. So, well, you, you don't so get that from the was, YouTube. That's how this is like the yeah. that bat that back channel. Those are like the, that's the blue sheets of testimony. Is that chat function that that's happening right, the in chat. there? It's so funny. It's usually just like that, you know. Or I see this such and such name. Who are you? Kind of stuff. Like, but there was a ton of will the real blank please raise their hand and your, just... your zoom name is mr who's it <laughs> oh it was it was captain classic. underpants okay well what do you please put your name Fine. on okay let's let's talk about the the, the sneaky bill next week the sneaky bill <laughs> i don't know that it's actually <laughs> We're calling it sneaky because it, it's a bill that's going to the Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee. Right. So not an education bill, but it very clearly is about educators. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. So 
It is LD 1939, an act to protect school administration officials from harassment and abuse. Yeah, presented um, by uh, Senator Breen out of Cumberland, a bunch of co-sponsors on, on that, including uh, Representative uh, Millette of Cape Elizabeth on the Ed Committee yeah. and Representative Purse of Falmouth, former Ed Committee member. Yeah, so, um, and from the title, you would think it's just about administrators. It's not. It's everybody. It's educators. It's um, right. so what here's here's the summary. And it's very good summary because it's exactly what the bill is going to do. But we have to unpack it more because it means more than just what the summary. It's says. it's it's a short bill and even yeah. a shorter summary. And I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. So the bill amends the definition of public servant aside my own words, in the, uh, in the criminal statutes um, for the main, oh, it says it there, sorry, for the main criminal code. <laughs> Let it go. I thought I was being all smart <laughs> for the main criminal code to clarify that the definition includes principals, school board members, superintendents, teachers, and persons serving in similar positions. So like ed tech, school counselors, bus drivers, bus drivers, why is it important? So what about amending the definition of public servant to include those things? Do you know? Um, I don't know, but given that it's talking about school administration officials from harassment and abuse, get, I, here's, I, I didn't see the testimony. I, didn't, I haven't read any of that, but here's what I'm presuming. Yeah. Given well, it's coming up next week. So there is. Oh, a okay. I thought, I thought, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm all over the place. That's okay. Um, Given the amount of intensity and attacks that have happened against school board members in particular over this last year and um, other people in the schools, I think this is kind of a way, this could be a way of the main legislature to be like, hey, we need to make sure we protect these folks and make mm-hmm. sure that there's legislation to say that, no, you can't be harassed. You cannot have people in the community say, I'm going to go to your home. And I'm going to stand outside of your home and I'm, we know where you live, which has happened. Right. Yeah. That, those are things that have, that have happened right now because people get so emotional um, at, at, at times with a lot of this stuff um, going on. So I think this is a, a response to a lot of that. Yeah. And has to do with making sure that they know, Hey, these people are public servants and they don't, they don't, they don't need to be harassed. They shouldn't be harassed and they should be protected by criminal law. Yeah, which they are. So public servants are extended certain protections. And my pop is is suddenly getting all squishy and scratchy if you're hearing all of those jingle jangles in the back. It's a a little bit of a musical interlude to go along with our jazz theme. Jazz. Um, Yeah, so public servants are, as defined in the main criminal code, are extended certain protections under the criminal code. Um, as best I have specifically been able to locate them with a little help some, some, from some friends. Specifically, there's a section called obstruction, obstructing government administration, which is considered um, a, a crime. Um, and so that might be one of the places where, so if say something happens, right, that they are obstructing the administration of schools, which now, you know, um, I couldn't find any other specific places. I've done some looking, but not a whole lot. And that would require work. Code is not my thing. That would require so, work. I'm not a fan. Um, 
So there's a lot of unanswered questions about this one, and I'm looking forward to really learning more about it. Um, yeah. Put it on the on the on our. On, I'm glad it's on our radar because it's hugely important, and I know that there mm-hmm. have been um, many folks who have said things like, I, you know, as a board member, for example, being, or not me, but someone else being a board member, it's not worth it. This is not this, the time, the harassment, the being yelled at, the be, the being followed around in grocery stores. It's not, I'm not paid for this job as a board member, for example, I'm not paid for this or as a, or as a principal or as a teacher, you're out there living your life. And then someone comes in, start yelling at you about what you're doing. Like, well, just let me live my life. There's a, there's my personal life and there's my professional life. There's two separate things. So just because I am a public servant doesn't mean I'm a public figure and they're different things. Yeah. 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 So I I think you're right. This is aimed at helping that. Um, So, so yeah, I, I expect that there will, well, I know that there will be lots of testimony from all of the ed orgs about this. Um, and I'm sure that there will be testimony from lots of individuals as well supporting it. So the public hearing on this is happening Friday, February 18th at 10 a.m. Yep. Through the, um, it's it's not the Ed Committee, it's the Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee. Right. So even if you're just thinking of, because you can submit testimony and, and without testifying live. Yes, like, very important. That's fine. <clears throat> you don't have to testify live. So if you're considering just even doing that, keep it brief, right? This is a quick one. You can keep keep it on, keep it a page or less and go for it. Yep, absolutely. So that's happening uh, February 18th. And also next week, the Ed Committee is meeting and they have two days of work sessions. Work sessions for like all the bills this week. All of those resolves <laughs> we just went earlier today, talked about the one about publicly funding tuition students, amending the Education Service Centers, which we had last week. And a bunch of the other ones that I have so far there, there, it literally seems to be more or less, we do a public hearing this week, then we do the work session on it next week. And the work sessions are always fascinating. And I would, if you have the time or you have a long commute and, or you just want to, instead of you're not using something like Headspace to go to sleep, you can use uh, one of these public hearings to help bring you off into the sweet arms of Morpheus. Sure. <laughs> and I think that brings us to the end of uh, yeah, this episode it. here. That's it. All right. Been a busy couple of weeks. Thank you all so much for following us, for listening, for continuing to support our our little a little thing here. Uh, you can follow Courtney on Twitter at Belolan C. You can follow me on Twitter at Druette Card, and you can follow podcast at Main Ed Matters. And other places that are out there, I'm sure. But thank you all very much for listening. Bye.